With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. A word from our sponsor, Von Seger Designs is a small Nebraska custom woodworking business making hand-burned customized wood pieces to be a statement in any room. Working with clients every step of the way, from hand-selecting the wood to customizing the design Von Segrin Designs, makes the process as smooth as possible. Specializing in items from themed bar carts and tables to cutting boards and signs so that you can show your team pride all year round. Show your Husker support in a unique and functional way. When you work with Von Segrin Designs, you support small businesses throughout the region. Allow Von Segrin Design to create a custom fresh hand burned piece wood for your home or business. You can link up with them at V-O-N-S-E-G-G-E-R-D-N-E-S-I-1 and at V-O-N-S-E-G-G-E-R-N underscore designs. So check them out on Facebook and Twitter and uh, Instagram as well. Uh, Go Big Red and uh, let's start the podcast. Church of the Corn. We are excited for another episode, our 17th episode of Church of the Corn podcast, and we are really, really excited for our guest tonight. Before we get to him, let's uh, check in with the uh, dynamic duo. Zach, how are you doing tonight? Uh, Doing fabulous. I didn't think any of us could actually count to 17, so I'm, I'm interested to see what number we're actually on for episodes. The only reason I know it's 17 because it, I saw a number, physically saw the number, and then my, my seven-year-old told me what it was. So we're good. We're, we're, I'm pretty confident it's 17. Well, thank God for that seven-year-old. That's the real MVP here. Hey, the future, the future of America looks bright. Uh, let's move on. And Drake, how it be going? It's going well, man. My Celtics won game seven handedly today. Oh, God, so. here we go again. We're uh, we're moving on. My Bruins lost yesterday, so this made up for it. Uh, how's our neighborhood lobster feeling today, Fitz? 
Wow. Wow. Not as much lobster, a little crabby. Okay. Okay. See the seven year old. I like the the dad joke joke in there. Yeah, I like the dad joke, Fitz. This is weird. We just lost our guest. He hung (laughs) up and we no longer have a guest. So this is fantastic. Speaking of our guest, we are uh, proud to introduce our listeners to the owner, the chef, the barbecue smoke master, um, now coffee and cereal guru, Nick Maestas from Yo Muchachos and Control. Did I get that? Is that what you told me to say? Is that all correct? You you nailed it. You nailed it, man. I mean, I I would have just went with the guy from Muchachos and Control, but you I mean, I'll the take emperor. the rest. It works. The emperor of Muchachos. <laughs> yeah. The Baron of Burritos? Um, is this where we're going? The ba- <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Hell yeah. There we go. Is that your new Twitter handle? I, I'm going to have to change it. I really, really am. That was too good. The Burrito Baron. I like it. Every See, every episode now I'm coming up with something. Oh, it's great. Now he's going to pump his ego even more. Yep. If you yep. don't make a graphic of the Red Baron <laughs> riding a burrito for this, you're fired. Can I? You want me to just stop like the- now and... You want me to stop now and do it, or can we finish the podcast? We can finish. All right. No, stop right now. One. We got to get this done. ASAP. <laughs> oh. Hey, Nick, what's uh, – so we, we all know um, about yo – do I keep putting the yo in front of it, muchachos there? The So, yeah, I mean, you can put it. I, I don't care either way. Uh, it's actually the name of our LLC is Yo Muchacho, uh, but muchachos itself is just – muchachos um but often people do i mean it's it's all incorporated the way it's supposed to so i'm good either way so the so we'll we'll talk about muchachos first so you're now a brick and mortar in lincoln but we know there's a food truck element to it and i I know there's still a food truck element and you just got a new got a new lady in your life at the way that you named her and talked about it and sent one off to colorado um I actually tried. I, I hustled to try to find yeah. a trailer to do something. You were offering some cash to drive to Colorado and I was I was gonna work my magic. But how did you get how did you get into the food truck business and then how did you how were you able to uh get to the brick and mortar that you have now? Sure. So I mean, I guess long story short, um my grandfather, who's kind of the inspiration behind all this, uh passed away a little over ten years ago and I really struggled, man. I got turned into a shitty, shitty human. Oh, can I, can I say shitty? Yeah, you're fine. Are you're those... fine. Okay. All right, cool. You can um, say whatever, <laughs> whatever comes to mind. No filters okay. here. Uh, all right, good, good, good. Um, no, I just turned into a terrible human being, man. Like I, uh, I was drinking a lot. I was a terrible dad and um, I just, I didn't care about much of anything and um, was craving my, my grandparents food one day and started making tortillas from scratch and green chili and red chili. And man, I never felt closer to him uh, since he passed than, than when I was in that kitchen. And so kind of started messing around with stuff and um, did the pulled pork tacos in my garage for garage sale days here. Um, and we did like 200 in two hours, uh, just pork tacos. That was it. And uh, from there we're like, okay, shit, I think we got something and found a food truck in Missouri, bought it. And uh you know, the rest is history. We kind of just, we screwed up a lot early on and, you know, figured out how to make it work. And then um, I think the important thing, you know, the thing that really 
took off was I think I shared everything on socials, like the good and the bad. Like everyone, you know, seems to put a filter on socials, like only the good shit. Like, hey, I'm going to put my best foot forward. But I think when you put the the bad stuff out there too, I think people really resonate with that. And I think people connected in that way. And I think that's where it kind of took off a little bit. That is that is cool. So how when did when did you have your first food truck and when did that? So ten years ago. You so kinda... yeah, uh, yeah. So it was 2017 was our first event. Oh, okay. Um, we 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 did love the locals at the bay and we got shut down from the health inspector that day. Um, very first one out of the gate. We had a line about 75 deep, and the goddamn battery that feeds my water pump went out. So we couldn't wash our hands, even though there was a hand washing sink like. 35 feet away at the bay we couldn't you know safely wash our hands so we had to send 75 people out of our line into someone else's and i have not made that mistake since but uh yeah it was it was a good time you know we learned a lot and but yeah and then we yeah we just started growing and then um you know i quit my full-time job and just did this full-time in like 2019 and uh, a year later, we found the spot that we really, really wanted to open a brick and mortar in, and it just kind of it kind of fell into place. And so we we jumped and did it, and it's been it's been pretty fun and challenging, you know, obviously during a pandemic, um, but it's been good. Where's the Where's the actual physical building at in Lincoln? So it's uh, four sixteen South Eleventh. So do you know where the old pub is, or the night before strip club? It's like a block south of there. Uh, Danny Nee's uh, favorite, talk, right? <laughs> <laughs> he is gonna punch you again. He didn't punch me. He threatened to. He is actually gonna beat your ass this time. <laughs> well, and you had it um, coming too. But yeah, uh, so you can, if we go out on our sidewalk and we see Memorial Stadium, like right from our sidewalk. It's it's pretty neat. Nick, I so got- what's it? Go ahead, Zach. Oh, I was just going to, I wanted to tie something together. You know, you, you brought up social media and, and being an open book on there. Have you found w- with you being a brick and mortar, a local shop, sharing all the positives and negatives about your restaurant and yourself, have you found that you're really connected in the community with, by doing that? It seems like yeah, I people think so. love you quite a bit. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, it comes with a, I mean, I put it out there and it's, it's twofold really. Like I, I'm real about most everything and I bitch about real life stuff too. Like I don't just, you know, and some of it can come off as petty and I get people in my DMS or my mentions just throwing some shit at me. And um, you know, it is what it is. You take it with a grain of salt, but um, I think overall for the most part, people really connect um, and see that like everything like in business ownership is not sunshine and rainbows, man. Like it's, it's fucking hard. And, um, I need an outlet too. Like Twitter was my outlet before muchachos where I could post anything I wanted to and no one gave a shit. Now, um, now it's, now it's interesting because I really have to censor myself once in a while. And, um, it sucks. Like, I feel like I lost my outlet to really bitch about things I would normally bitch about, you know? Yeah. And I think there's a, there's a, there's a power to it because within the last couple of months, you, you posted, about a a team that came in and did not tip and did not you know, pay. Maybe yeah. I think they maybe just you know dying. No, and they paid. Oh, they did pay, but no, the they but did, you put it pay. out there. You put it out there, and it was like the bat signal went up, and then people just through messaging 
but somebody had, you know, at least had the, the, uh, ability to get back to you and, you know, squared everything up. But that's the, that's the positive of it. That's how that should be in a way, because you're like, you know what it is me, you would have taken care of it, but your people needed to be taken care of. So. And and honestly, that was the super cool thing about it. And, you know, I put it out there and within like five minutes, people had Venmoed me like 50 bucks total. Like, so my team ended up doing really well, but they busted their ass in that last, I mean, I kid you not, this team walked in at 755, close at eight. And it wasn't just like two or three of them. That would have been cool. It was like 15 of them. Like we pumped a lot of food out in a very small amount of time. So, uh, you know, it, and I'm guessing it was just, I mean, I hope it was just a mistake. I don't know, but they made it right and it was all good. And um, yeah. And then people, of course, like, oh, maybe you should pay your employees more. Like, bitch, they make a lot of fucking money. Like, no, I mean, they make more than I do. That's for damn sure um, on the daily. But yeah. No, I don't, I don't want to ask just flat out which the team was, but can we just say Iowa? Uh, I wish it was. Um <laughs> No, it, it was definitely not Iowa. Um, but there were only two teams in town that day, so it's not hard to figure out who it was. <laughs> I know. But... It was, the internet <laughs> sluice were out, and it was like just full on like every gif of that mascot and every <laughs> logo. It was pretty pretty good stuff. These fuckers figure out everything, man. Like, I can't post anything, and they figure it out in like a minute. It's crazy, <laughs> dude. Yeah, you get the right people looking. The right people are going to find uh, find it out whether you want them to or not. It's, it's, it's pretty crazy. Um a question about since hey. since you've uh, you guys have grown quick like what's what's that been like with it, it's almost been like TNT going off with Machachos because started off as a truck and look at you now I mean you guys are all over the place yeah um, and that's been honestly one of the harder things to manage is the growth um, I mean we were kind of lucky in the fact that we. Uh, you know, we did open in a pandemic and I know that I say that very, you know, trying to be sensitive about it. Cause I know a lot of people lost a lot of, you know, family and whatever. And, um, so I'm trying not to be insensitive to that, but for us, it was a time to get our mistakes out of the way early when a, not a lot of people were out, we could learn how to, you know, where we were going to fail and make it better. So that way, when things did slow up, um, and people were coming back out, we knew how to handle that. And, um, it, it really, I mean, for us, it, it worked, um, just because we were able to really grow in that time. And, um, and now I, NIL, I think was probably, uh, the biggest thing that, that caused our explosion. I mean, we were doing fine. We were doing really well. Um, but we've probably doubled our output since, uh, that whole, uh, since that Michigan game for sure. Yeah. It seemed like that Michigan game not only changed some things in the football program, but it seemed like it, it, it really kind of pumped in a lot of attention for some local businesses, which, which is great because if you guys fail, then I mean, you're going to have your, your chains everywhere, but you don't have any local flair, any local style, anything like that. You, you want kind of want that homegrown, um, comfort food which for me every time i go to lincoln is machachos i mean the wife is like all right we're going to machachos again right yep sure are gotta make that the uh the annual trip down there she just liked that i put vodka in that uh energy drink though really i was i and i was gonna bring that out too <laughs> she asked me she goes is there any alcohol in this I go no there's no fucking alcohol in this 
asked Nick, hey, Nick, is there anything in this? Oh, yeah, there's booze in that. Oh, shit, I had yeah. no idea. Two shots doesn't, of vodka in that, baby. You were good. Ooh. Doesn't every energy drink have alcohol in it? Am I doing this wrong? No, Fitz, you're, you're doing the uh, grown-up energy drinks. Okay, just just checking. I mean, I morning, noon, and night, I figured I'm I'm good to go. Are you, Can't are you be drunk all day if you don't start in the morning. That's true. <laughs> and Fitz does love his Jaeger bomb, so. Oh. Nick. I don't even know where uh, to go with that. I don't even know where to go with that. <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm moving on. Nick, how we we talked a little bit about it at the beginning. Um, Fitz brought it up. Got a new coffee shop opening up here in Omaha. Uh, when's that starting? Uh, can you give us more background on that one? Yeah, so um, this really didn't fit in the timeline that we were wanting. We weren't expecting this to happen for probably, I mean, it was in the five-year plan for sure. Um, But a space came available, um, and we were looking at it for Machachos and realized really quick that it wasn't going to work for that. And, um, you know, talked a little bit with my real estate agent, and they're like, you know, they really want a coffee shop in there. And then light bulb kind of went off like shit. Okay. Well, you know, that's how we do things. We just say what the hell and give it a try. And, you know, we got to really, you know, we're three year, three year lease on that thing. So not a huge amount of risk. Um, but we want it to be different. You know, we, uh, so it's going to be called control, uh, cereal and coffee bar. And it's, um, you have 30 kinds of cereal lined up right now. Uh, we have our coffee that's roasted right inside Muchachos from at a coffee lab. Um, and we have a uh, Sega super Nintendo, and a classic NES. Uh, and they're just the emulators. They're not the, like the OG things. Um, I wish I could have got that, but uh, finding games for all those would have been a bitch, man. But um, I've got a box with <laughs> the yeah, running. So we, I've got a box with the running Atari and games that works. That's amazing. That's amazing. Uh, bring it in some. Well, we'd have to figure out how to connect it to a TV, but I'm sure that's not too tough. But uh, if it does, anyway. I will never leave. Well, that's perfect. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, no. So we uh, we grabbed a hold of the space two months ago, and um, doors will be open. Uh, I think we're looking at uh, the twenty eighth. I think twenty seventh for grand opening. So nice. Okay. So, and I'm not I'm not I'm not telling you how to run your business. I'm going to preface it with this, but I am asking. So you talked about the NES, the Sega, and stuff like that. And I know on social media the way you talked about the cereal and that idea of Saturday stuff. Are you going to have TVs running cartoons? And stuff like that. We, we, it's something we talked about. Um, we, okay. we did have that in the initial plans, but I also didn't want to peg ourselves into a specific niche. You know, like I didn't want it to be, I don't know. I didn't People want people born to in feel like exactly 1980. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 81, so you, you got me pretty close. Uh, but yeah, no, I, it's something we talked about, but we decided against it just because we wanted to make sure that we're, um, you know, we want to make it a coffee shop first. Like yeah. we want people to be able to go in and drink a cup of coffee and, and do work or, you know, meet up with friends or whatever. Um, and the cereal and the, and the the video games are kind of a bonus. Um, we do have the old school Pac-Man table. You remember Pizza Hut? You sit oh, on yeah. each side of it. And so that's one of our tables. Like you sit and drink coffee at, at that table and play video games. So. so what's the, what are the, and I again, not knowing how you're going to do this, but what are the cereals that you demanded to be in? There? These are the hard hitting questions. <laughs> the one that, listeners are, are oh, I got to these know. are man. Uh, so the one I really wanted, and I can't find it anywhere, is Rice Krispie Treat cereal. That is probably my number one favorite cereal of all time. 
Um, I remember when they came out with that. That was fabulous. Like little nuggets of deliciousness. That was my nickname in high school, actually. Uh, Little nugget of deliciousness? (laughs) Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But uh, yeah, no, I, you know, I'm not, uh, you know, Golden Grams and (laughs) Frosted Flakes and Lucky Charms. Can you get somebody to remake Waffle Crisp? Talk to talk to one of those guys. Yeah, that was good shit too. Uh, But we're also going. I don't know if you know about this, but we do cereal milk lattes too. So we actually steep the cereal in milk for like five hours to even overnight. If we forget, oh, Um, I've had one. We strain it, and that's the base that we use for your latte. And we do like fruity pebbles. uh, Oh shit! What are the other two? Uh, Golden grams or cinnamon toast crunch, and um, shit! I can't remember the other one. Anyway. Uh, those are the three that we do, and I mean they're they're a hit, man. It takes off really well. That's not the milk that's left over from the cereal, like because I don't drink the milk. Do you make me bring it, it up t- to the it, counter and no. dump it in? <laughs> Recycle it. That's genius, though. But no, we would not do that. Uh, but no, it, it, it that's what it tastes like, though. Are you trying to get him shut down by the health health inspector again? It seemed to have worked. It seemed to have worked the first time. Maybe it's karma. Get shut down on day one, and then just full steam ahead. That's how we roll, baby. Recycled (laughs) milk from previous customers. (laughs) (laughs) I tell you, going green at control. (laughs) The the thing that I found super interesting is that, and not to get too deep into the food side of it, but Omaha doesn't require you to have an individual food handler's permit where Lincoln does like that surprised the hell out of me when they said that. Um, I just didn't realize that that was the thing that Omaha did. So. Omaha is such a classy place. (laughs) So where's, where's control located? I know that was when you talked about the internet sluice earlier, I remember you put one picture up and people were like, Oh, Hey, I was just there today and they're throwing it out there. And then you brought the next one up, but you, you kind of said, Hey, we're, we got to wait for the lawyers, but you know, people, doing what they do and threw it out there. So where's this, where's your building at? So this one is 1016 South 10th street. Um, It's right across from, uh, let's see, there's blue barn, blue barn theater. I think is what it's called. Uh, There is 10 sanctum tattoo is on the other side of the street. Uh, Flicks is right across the street. Um, So just South of the old market in the North side of little Italy, little Italy. That's okay. Very cool. Very cool. That's, that's the area. I mean, Obviously, everything's growing down there, but for a long time, at least 15 years, there's some established um, old biz- old buildings with apartments and, and refurbished areas yep. and stuff like that. Seems like a really, really strong location. Uh, this man boob right here is all Orsi's now. Like, that's all I eat when I'm down there. <laughs> I get Orsi's pizza every freaking time, and it's so good. Orsi's is good. Yeah. No, uh... That used to be, that's right by where Grace University used to be before they closed it. That would have been, that would have been great. Now they're, I think they're rebuilding it into condos. So it's going to be a nice part of area, nice part of the area down there being refurbished. Yeah. You got Via Farina, you got old little Bohemia just right down the road. Like it's, it's a really cool neighborhood, man. There are a lot of, are there a lot of um, offices, corporate type stuff for walking traffic throughout the, the day and stuff like that. Do you feel good about that? I do. Um, we're on the free side of parking on the bridge. Um, so I think a lot of people just park over there anyway. 
and then walk across to the old market. So I think that's a, a benefit. I mean, we'll be there and work, we'll be in the building working and just see, you know, tons of people walking down the sidewalk. So um, I think it's going to, I think it's going to be a good spot for us. And, um, you know, Friday, Saturday, Sunday are going to be the big hit day, you know, people bring their kids for cereal and video games. And, um, but I think uh, hopefully we do well throughout the week too. We'll see. That is really cool. Well, I mean, our three listeners will definitely probably be down there once it opens. So if, I mean, we've got, we've got that going for you. Perfect. <laughs> Tell them you, Church of the Corn sent you. <laughs> we'll do a, we'll do a discount, right? Mention, mention this podcast, get 10% off uh, Waffle-O's. Perfect. That's how NIL works, isn't it? Absolutely. Well, what? Speaking a transition, of that, Zach, go for what it. a segue, man! It's <laughs> like you're professional over here. What What can I say, guys? I've been doing research all day on how to transition from that to that. But anyway, um, you know, being so close to the university and everything like that, and we've seen the athletes that have been kind of working with you. I've got a question about one in particular. Then we can just open it up yeah. to um, NIL in general. What's it been like working with Malachi Coleman? Um, with his story and everything he's been through and being able to partner with him and the family and, and different things like that. I've talked to the family myself as well and absolutely phenomenal people, but what's that been like for you to be able to firsthand make a difference like this? I think the initial, the initial thought is it's humbling, man, like five minutes with that kid and your life will be different. Um, Hearing his story is probably one of the most heart-wrenching and beautiful things that I've heard. Like, and I, I mean, I won't recap uh, his stuff. You know, you can go, I think it's in the world Herald and there are other places you can see his story, but um, the kid has gone through so much and had to learn how to love, right. Or learn how to accept love. I mean, I think he knew how to love. I think he just needed to learn how to accept that love back. And now that he has, uh, you know, cup that with, uh, amazing athletic ability. And this kid is just the overall, overall package, like sports stuff set aside, the kid was going to be an amazing, you know, whatever he did in life, he was going to be great at. Um, but you know, to have him be a freak athlete at the same time is really damn cool. Um, his parents are amazing. I mean, I think that's where, you know, he, I mean, it's inside of him. Right. Um, it, but they help bring it out and, uh, they're just, the whole thing has been great. It's been super fun. Um, and I don't want to say anything, but ever since we partner up, uh, man, look at the number of, uh, the number of, uh, offers he's gotten. I want to take credit for it, but, uh, no, I'm just kidding. It's I, all in the burritos. <clears throat> Hell yeah. The giverito baby. I had it when I was down there. I specifically <laughs> had to order the giverito and, um, it, I mean, every burrito is phenomenal, but that one was pretty goddamn good. I don't, I can't remember what the exact ingredients were, but damn, yeah. it was good. So it's a two meat hatch mac burrito. So it's any two proteins that you want. And then our hatch queso mac and cheese inside of a 14 inch flour tortilla. Um, it's the real deal, man. And he gets a percentage of every, of every burrito. And then, I mean, we're not donating it. I mean, we, he's getting, he's earning this money. He is choosing to give it back to the foster care system and um, just what, what an amazing, amazing kid. I can't say enough good things about him. Well, I've seen I've seen T-shirts, Omaha, Lincoln, various various activities. Uh, the, the boys will appreciate this. I was at a big volleyball tournament in Lincoln, saw a couple of T-shirts. Uh, we'll leave it at that. And but the idea that that 
comes from that. How did that, how was that idea born? How did you two connect to, to create this experience, not only for you, not only for him, but obviously he's doing something for kids that unfortunately can't do something for themselves right yeah. now. And he's giving them well, a head start. You know, I think he, you know, he reached out to me. I did not reach out to him and it wasn't his parents. It wasn't anyone. Like he kind of took the initiative upon himself to DM me and say, Hey, my name is Malachi. You know, I'm a, I'm a student at Lincoln East would love to talk to you about this. And um, so we met up and, you know, it was just he and I and talking about what we can do and talked about what he wanted to do with it. And um, man, ever, ever since then, like he just, I don't know, just blown away by what he wants to do in life. And, um, you know, he doesn't care about the money. Like for him, like he doesn't want to make any money off of this. He wants to lift others up because uh, he's seen the shitty side of the system. He's seen and gone through the horrors of what that can feel like. And for him, I think I want to speak for him, but the sense I'm getting is that he doesn't want anyone else to go through that um, as much as he can help that. So um, he's taking, you know, hundred percent of the money that he earns from muchachos um, and donating it. And I know he's doing done the same with uh, triple B screen printing and a few other places too. So um, yeah, actually I haven't talked to the kid and it's probably been, I think after the Georgia thing hit, uh, for him, I think he's just been kind of swamped and, um, you know, doing a lot of things, going to a lot more camps and a lot more offers. I know he's been to Oregon, Georgia. Um, the amount of offers he's gotten is, is pretty ridiculous. So, um, just for us to have our name associated with him in any manner, um, we're definitely blessed by that. Yeah, we were uh, we were we were kind of chatting with him a little bit too before kind of everything really hit. Too, we were going to have him on as a guest, and I was kind of talking with parents and all that just to kind of get his schedule and everything figured out. And you know, it it just kind of blew up, and you know, that kid can really go play anywhere he wants to in the country, which is phenomenal yeah. for him. Um, I just really hope wherever he goes, whether it be Lincoln or anywhere else in the country, that he can do something where he can make that connection to the community like he's done here. Um, and find someone that's like-minded like yourself that can kind of help him get to that platform. You know what I mean? Sure. And I, I, I truly think, I mean, part of, I mean, obviously I hope he stays here a selfishly. I want to see him in Lincoln just because they're my team. I would love to see him, uh, you know, down the scarlet and cream every day. Um, but at the end of the day, I truly want what's best for him and where he can go and make the most impact as a college student, as a, you know, student athlete. And then, you know, uh, you know, if he's lucky enough to or talented enough to make it to the NFL, um, you know, I, I have no doubt that he's going to continue his life of philanthropy there too. So. Yeah. I, th- I think he's going to be a Lincoln kid. I, I do think he'll stay here um, and, and play for Nebraska. Um, I like, like you, um, I just really want him to be successful in whatever he does. You know, you, you see these kids that are so unselfish and, and it's crazy to see that that's, maybe a little bit more of the freak occurrence than, than anything nowadays. Um, and he's actually using social media for good where he's, he's promoting these, these, these good causes. And I, I think it's a, a reflection on the, the team itself. They've got all these players that are in these causes and doing different things like that. I, I think yeah. it's a, a great reflection of the men that they've recruited down there to play for the university and, and, you know, with, with local business owners like yourself, um, I think that's a, a shining reflection on you guys giving back to your community as well. 
Yeah, I man, I you know, for at the end of the day, for me, like we are a for-profit business, right? Like we want to, I mean, this is what puts a roof over my head and my kids said, this is what allows, um, you know, my kids to eat and, you know, live a life. And um, so, yeah, it is a for-profit business for us at the same time. Um, now that we have somewhat of a platform, we want to make the most of an impact for others that we can. And I really, really hope um, that we're able to do that moving forward and, um, you know, however we can, whether that's Malachi or, um, you know, anyone else who, who chooses to partner with us, we really, you know, want to partner up and with people who are like-minded, um, and are just, you know, good people, good athletes. And yeah. Nick, do you have any other agreements with any other athletes around town? Yeah. So right now, um, we've got one active one, I believe, well, two, the Malachi one, uh, the Giverito, and then We've got the touch them all tacos with, uh, we've got, uh, you know, three of the baseball guys right now. Um, we're working and that's like one of each taco chips and queso. Um, so I think those are the two active ones that we have right now. You, is it a different, obviously it's a different landscape with NIL and stuff like that, but have you found where your ideas, maybe even the creativity, um, of what, how you're going to market and things like that is shifting a little bit because you've now you're not only competing with other restaurants just for customers. You're now kind of in a way competing with NIL and you're, can I get these players in? So you've got to be confident enough to say, you know, I'm willing to, to kind of do this for you. You know, it's a, a working together type relationship. Is that, is that changed at all? Or you just kind of evaluate everything that comes your way or, or have you actively seeked some, some athletes out saying, Hey, I've got this great idea or look at what we're doing. Let's, let's work and and grow together. Sure. Uh, Honestly, I think every athlete is different, right? So every agreement that we've done with every athlete so far has been completely different than the others that we've done. Um, And I think that's the challenge for business owners is how do you create an agreement that is beneficial both for you and the athlete? Like it's a, it's a two-way street, man. Like if it were just me wanting to make a shitload of money and fuck these kids over, I mean, it, I don't want to be that. At the same time, I don't want to partner with an athlete who is just out there to, you know, like, give me, give me, give me all this money and then post once and kind of be done with it. Um, we want to, we want to make sure it's a relationship. And I feel like the athletes respect that in, in the ones that I've worked with so far. Um, we do have, we are kind of waiting on um, now that jazz Shelley is in Australia for a few weeks, uh, she's going to take a few pictures with a, a muchacho shirt out there. We're going to do a couple of things with that too. But, um, but no, I think, I think the athletes see it. I think they see that, you know, we want to respect them. We want to lift them up in the same way that they want to bring value to my business. And that's, that's who we want to partner with. And, um, you know, like I said, every deal is different and I don't know that anything will ever touch what we did with the pipeline last year. Um, that was, that was kind of a monster and we'll continue doing that every year. We've already talked to, to Brock Bando and all those guys that, uh, you know, we're working on forming that deal probably this summer. Um, but we definitely plan on doing that again. Um, but really just making sure we find the right deal with the right athlete and making sure that we're structuring it in a way that benefits both parties. Now, now correct me if I'm wrong, cut me off if I'm, I'm going in the wrong direction. So what you were talking about with the pipeline if in the next month or two you name 
the guys that are going to be involved in the pipeline? Are, is that the starting offensive line for next fall? Are we just taking for whatever you tell us? Are you in charge of that? Is that uh, yeah, pretty much. I okay. am associate good, good. offensive line coach. Uh, Whoever can eat the most, <laughs> that mochachos. <laughs> right? Uh, I don't know, man. When those guys came in for our photo shoot, uh, they all said that they ate brunch before they came in. And then they all smashed. I mean, Cam Jurgens, dude, he smashed that thing like four minutes. It was gone. And that thing's like three and a half, four pounds. And he just killed it. And uh, those guys, can they can put away some food, man. But uh, feeding those guys is not cheap on my end. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but no. Um, We're going to so, have to put some limitations you know, on it. Right. Yeah. Dollar, dollar amount. Like you get only like $30 of free food a week. Uh, because I can't afford anything more than that. Um, but no, the, uh, so Brock Bando is kind of my point of contact with the offensive line and that kind of leave it up to him on who he wants to include. Um, you know, last year we went with eight, um, and I feel like that me personally, I mean, I'm not the one making the money. I'm, you know, I'm just writing the check for those guys. Um, I would have went with less just because, (laughs) I mean, it's a business, right? Like at the end of the day, it's a business and they want to, you know, they want to put some money in their pockets. And, um, you know, I feel like eight was probably a bit too much, a bit too many people uh, in that agreement. And I think they're probably going to pare that down a little this year um, just because the amount of, you know, the bang for their buck. I mean, even, I mean, a couple guys didn't play a lot of the year that we're in on that. And so, um, not that that matters, but I think maybe it does kind of matter because the more facial recognition you get on TV and the more you have your name set on the radio, you can be like, oh man, that's, I'm going to go to Muchachos because that guy that's on the field, you know, he eats there. And so, um, I think it matters to a certain extent. So you are, you're a business owner as we've kind of gone over your, 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 a husband, a, a father and a, and a Husker fan. Where did the where did your fandom, when did that begin? Are you a native Nebraskan? Kind of how has this, how has this evolved to where you are today on this, I mean, award-winning podcast, sure. actually? <laughs> yeah, so uh, I'm from Kozad originally, uh, Central Nebraska. So I grew up with Chris Dishman, Brendan Holbein, um, Casey Mackin. Uh, who was the other one? There was a fourth one uh, that all kind of came out of that same class. But um you know, that's kind of where I really grew in love, you know, fell in love with those guys, uh, with the football team. It was watching, you know, going to see Chris Dishman play on the football field and Holbein. And then the very next year going to see them play, you know, in Memorial Stadium was one of the cooler things. Uh, and, you know, my dad, my dad always watched football. And um, so we'd watch with him. But it wasn't until then that I really kind of fell in love with it. Just keep going. You're good. You're good. <laughs> no, I'm good. That's awesome. Uh, no, that that was that was kind of where I was at. Um, yeah, so that that's kind of where my my fandom grew. And then I went to school here. Uh, went to for broadcast journalism. Wanted to be in Husker Vision. Uh, never got the job. I I was zero for two. Jeff Schmall turned me down twice, and uh, never got never got the gig. But um, but it didn't matter. I mean, I love Husker athletics and. Honestly, for me, NIL becoming a lot of the land at the time it did, where I could now partner with them and kind of play a small part in this, um, has honestly been a dream country. Like 13-year-old Nick would be proud as fuck right now, you know, so. 
That's that's really really cool. And and Zach, make sure you write that down. We're not going to ask Jeff Schmall to be a guest ever. So just make sure you you put that down well, there. We're good. Well, he passed away of cancer a few years ago. Oh. But... <laughs> well, 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 Fitz, who's the dick now? Cut. <laughs> yeah, Fitz, that's you. That's you, bud. We don't we don't cut a lot out, but I, I'm gonna. I'm oh gonna, no 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 no! That is definitely gonna stay in on this one. You're on. You're, <laughs> we're now doing an nil deal here, and you're gonna cut that out. Oh my gosh, that is. Oh, I feel so bad. Well, here, let me let me. Yeah, uh, you. <laughs> oh, I, I was just gonna he, iron he, right he, on over that one. No, he was uh, he was a really really good dude, and um, you know, a lot of my friends were in Husker Vision, so I heard a lot of great stories about the guy and. Um, nothing nothing but love for him and nothing but love uh you know i you know it just i didn't get the job and it, yeah you know that is what it is but um it worked out well did you when you were because i was husker vision started in 94 and so I, I was down there as well and it was a new thing obviously and so taking yeah. the classes towards a broadcasting so it was obviously going more towards visual media and stuff like that did you were you able to ever to whether it was classes or do anything actually at Husker vision? Did you have that experience as well? No, not really. Um, but I did, uh, I worked as a freelancer for NET. So I did get to pull a lot of cable for, you know, Husker events because they would go and, you know, the NET crew would then go and, you know, be the third party that would actually shoot and run everything. Um, so I did get to, to be a part of the game day experience and, um, maybe my the most vivid memory I have of that time was I was doing a, I think Nebraska's in the Sweet 16 volleyball against Florida in the Coliseum, and it was a timeout, and I'm we're out on the court, and I'm trying to get the the cable rolled back up back onto the sideline. Fucking little red comes out, picks up the cable, and just starts turning in circles, twists the shit out of it, and just drops it and leaves like thousands of people laughing hysterically in that moment that was uh at the time it was humiliating uh and terrible but um now it's you know i can laugh about it we should definitely sacrifice just, him at the 50 yard line there it is that's that just another <laughs> another reason why we just need to put a pin in little red go back Literally. to to blonde herbie and just let's let's straighten this shit out um what what are you Pepsi. thinking What'd you just say? Pepsi. We got to go back. No, we're, we have Pepsi now. We got to go back to the show. I, I thought your Tourette's was kicking in and I had no idea what was happening. No, not quite. I thought he yelled Pepsi. <laughs> Are we telling that, that about Fitz? Are we sharing that? I thought that was secret. Well, I'm a wow. doctor and all. It's not a big deal. But yeah, I'm telling him over the air. <laughs> that's your test results fit sorry buddy the i'm telling you the u.s post office cannot get anything right they keep going to the wrong house six blocks away um <laughs> moving moving off of uh high seat kool-aid <laughs> drinks what are you what are you forecasting for the uh, upcoming season nick you uh obviously we're all drinking the kool-aid we're all super pumped and excited yep. with with what we've got what are what are your expectations and what are you thinking uh, I think if anything, being a Husker fan over the last 10 years has, um, you know, if I've learned anything is that I should not have expectations because whatever you have, 
just seems to go right out the window. And so um, I think that's my biggest gripe with the current state of sports is all the pre, you know, the, the pre season rankings and all this stuff and like hype, you know, Adrian Martinez, man, got all that Heisman hype before, uh, you know, after his freshman season. And then, you know, it seemed like everything kind of went backwards. And I don't know if that played a part in it because that's a lot of pressure, man. These guys are 19 years old. Um, so I just, you know, man, I, all they can do is, is move forward. Right. And, um, you know, selfishly, I was a little bummed to see a couple of those coaches go just because I built relationships with them. Uh, and it is the hard part of this job is when you do um, see some of those guys go, it is sad just because you get to know them on a personal level. Um, but, you know, I'm pretty excited about the guys they have in there now. And we'll just see, man, they didn't show a whole hell of a lot in the spring game. So, I mean, <laughs> we'll just, you know, close your eyes and throw the dart and see what happens. Yeah, it's that that's the. No, nobody knows. We don't, we don't get to see practice. We get it. We hear the reports We're we're, we're getting um, filtered information. We're getting, you know, whatever graphics and video and stuff that they want us to see. Um, you know, we joked last week with. Uh, uh, now I'm completely, completely flustered. Where am I at now, guys? Emma Johnson, Brody Belt. Brody Belt. Yeah, I couldn't remember which one we were, we were joking around about all the video we've seen. They haven't. And you guys say yet, I so. have a bad fucking memory. Well, I'm a little flustered right now because I I, I, I brought up a, and made oh. a comment about somebody who has passed. I now have Hep C. I, what do you think? I'm just I, I I can't hold my shit together right now. Well, apparently not. Someone doesn't do their research either before they drag people. Fits. <laughs> so you go through, but we get to see all of that stuff. So we're we just we're just kind of hoping that what we see is is going to come through and and do all of that. Have you? you kind of talked about the relationships. Have you had a chance to meet uh, any of the new coaches yet? Have you, have they been in anybody, anybody that stands out? They had all been in for, um, you know, they'll bring them by for official visit breakfasts. You know, they'll bring, you know, when it's, when it's like a one-off, they got one or two athletes, they'll bring them in. Uh, when they have the big, you know, official groups that come in, they usually go somewhere bigger. Um, but we've had, you know, Whipple's been in our spot a few times. Um Oh, what's his bucket? See, now you giving me the shitty memory too. Uh, it's contagious. Coach, why can't oh, I Joseph. think about it? Joseph, Joseph, yep. Uh, he's been in a few times, so um, it's been really cool to see those guys come in. I hope they enjoy it. Um, I didn't realize that uh, one of the guys who's that running back that uh, went from TCU. Did he left recently? Right, like he committed and then decommitted. Oh, uh, oh, Texas Jackson. Yeah, Jackson. Jackson. Yeah. Jackson. yeah. He, he came in and ate. Um, I wouldn't say any of them ate, though. Like, they, I don't think they liked it. I really, I, my, I, I wasn't there that day, but my staff told me hardly any of them touched anything that they ate. And, uh, like, the funniest thing about this is, like, we will bend over backwards. Like, if they say, hey, we're going to bring these athletes in, we're, we'll, whatever you want. Like, sounds like a lot of them want to go to Cracker Barrel. Um, and so <laughs> I'm not joking. Uh, I can't remember. I don't remember what family that was, but they really wanted to. Uh, yeah. So we made pancakes and fresh fruit and eggs for them. And it's, you know, we'll do whatever it takes, man. If that gets us a four or five star athlete, if we make some freaking pancakes, I'm in. Well, so Drake on your recruiting and stuff, how was like, 
did it get old going to Hooters on every recruiting trip? I mean, you, that was your big request. Or is that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, there wasn't a lot of Hooters around Peru, Nebraska. So, uh, you know, phrasing, <laughs> phrasing. Uh, yeah, no, uh, we ate in the school cafeteria. Tell you what cafeteria pulled out all the stops though, because I never saw that food the rest of the time I was there. <laughs> So no more steak? Is that what you're saying? You didn't get steak? Yeah, nothing. No. <laughs> That's cool. So Nick, what's uh, what's what's ahead for you? Obviously, the the summer's coming up. Uh, you you're really good with like you mentioned social media. You throw out you know different things. What you've got going on? It's it's kind of funny seeing the the temperatures and the forecast from your smokers, and you kind of put out there what you've got going on, and you you a week week 10 days ago you treated the healthcare the nurses like they are royalty which is you know good on you that is that is awesome what's what's coming up uh big picture food truck stuff like that anything yeah. you got planned uh the last two weeks uh, last week and this week will be the busiest food truck weeks we'll have um probably up until about august um just with nurses week and graduations weddings um it's it's been pretty wild and then um, yeah, we have coffee shop opening in two weeks and then we are potentially agreeing, uh, on a lease for an Omaha space for muchachos. So, uh, once that, once the pen is on paper, I will, uh, I will go public with that. Um, but I don't want to jinx anything. So I'm just going to kind of leave it there for now. But, um, if we land it, it, it's, it's pretty perfect for who we are. It feels like who we are. Um, it's in a neighborhood that we fit in. And so, yeah, pretty excited about it. Um, but yeah, if, if that's not enough, I don't know what is. Uh, we're, we're pretty, pretty busy. We're doing all right. Uh, we've got a great team. And um, honestly, I'm looking forward to football season, man. Those game day Saturdays are insane in muchachos. They're so much fun. And um, yeah, I mean, Zach got a little taste of it for spring game, but uh, <clears throat> it wasn't actually too busy when you came in, luckily. But uh, yeah, it can be pretty wild. Nick, Are you able? Do you to... ever? I was just going to ask do you. Do you bring the food truck up to Omaha ever? Yeah, um, we are. We're doing actually. We're doing a dandelion pop up uh, on Friday of this week. Um, I don't know if you guys have been there. I, I don't know the exact address, but there's like a little building just outside the old market that you know people pop up in, and they do it every Friday uh, during the summer. And so we're up next. Uh, I think we're going to do um, uh, smoked meat crunch wraps with uh, reef fried beans, uh, pork, chicken, brisket, tostada shell, all the goodies inside of a big old tortilla. So what are, the, what are the hours for that? Uh, for the, for that dandelion thing, I'm pretty sure like it's 11 to one thirty, I believe. Okay. Um, yeah, I think that's correct. Um, it's all kind of last minute for me, but uh yeah, no, it should be fun. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. And, um, but yeah, we, we are permitted in Douglas County, so we'll be up quite a bit. Um, so yeah. When you're, when you've got just, I'm, I'm curiosity right now on a, on a Husker Saturday and you know, I'm, I'm assuming there's a line out the door are a lot of people getting and, and getting it wrapped and walking out and, and just kind of walking and eating. Are you able to do the food truck at the same time? Or is that just too much going on? You just use the the restaurant itself to get people in and out. Yeah, we just use the restaurant, honestly. I think a big reason people are coming in are, you know, it's for booze, too. 
you know, grab a quick bite, grab a beer, um, you know, place where they, you know, a dad would feel comfortable grabbing a bite and a beer with their kid um, and not feel like they're going to get stepped on or beer, you know, splashed on them on a game day and stuff. So um, that's, that's the kind of crowd I think we have on game days. And um, I think booze plays a big part of that Uh, coffee for those early games. We definitely serve a lot of coffee on those days too. Um, But yeah, uh, no, we, we tried the food truck thing. Like right when we opened, we parked in front of the Grand Mance. And I can't remember who was the head coach that first year we were at. 2017, who was the head coach that year? Was that Riley's <laughs> last year? 18. I, I think it was Riley's last year. Yeah. Drake said there wouldn't be math, so I'm, I'm stuck. <laughs> my bad. That's my bad. Um, but we honestly, dude, we probably had 20, 30,000 people walk by our truck in the six hours that we were out. We did $300 in business that day. Cause I think people are just, they have their game day plan. Like they're going to go eat a red hot dog or Runza or Valentino's or go to a tailgate and eat there. Like they're not planning on stopping in a food truck. So we, we, we kind of quit that game and, and the restaurant I think is probably the only way we'll roll, uh, on game days. That is that is awesome. Well, we are looking forward to it, and we know you are looking forward to it. You've got your your plate full, and hopefully, once the Husker season starts, that kind of serves as a little bit of a release for you, and 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 kind of a break from all of the work that you are doing to feed Lincoln and and give caffeine and cereal to to Omaha. So uh, we will we will definitely do our part to get the word out, support support control, support muchachos. Uh, get people down to the dandelion, get those details to us uh, here and we'll, we'll help out as, as well. So we are excited. I know, I know just, you see it. And again, I, I always say this, we've got a small, I see a small window into the world of social media with who I'm kind of interacting with, but people are excited if, if this comes through in Omaha and give people an opportunity to do yeah. that. So um, me so. For- uh, so question for you guys real quick. So if and when we do open a Muchachos in Omaha, are we yes. Maverick heavy or are we Creighton heavy? Ooh. Ooh. Maverick. Maverick. I, I'm, a certi- I'm a certified Jasker, so it, Creighton doesn't bother me. Well, here's the question, though. So you've got black and red, right? You've got yep. blue and white. Isn't the green a little more important to you? Yeah, yeah I suppose so. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, it's a, tur- it's a turquoise, but, uh, yeah, I don't, it's, well, it's kind I'm of talking, the there. I don't know. I'm talking that money, get that, get the dollar. Oh, the, sure. There you go. No, I don't know. Uh, I, I mean, yeah. it's going to be crazy. That location might, you know, the location obviously is going to impact that a little bit, but, um, the good food will bring them in. Um, but if you're trying to figure out where to align yourselves, um, I can't, I can't help you there. I don't want to, well, cause I'm going to say, I'm going to say take Huskers. Them take them both. Take all three. <laughs> all right. Well, we do have, I mean, we've set up deals with, or we, we've had the the track team, UNO women's track team comes in all the time. And then we did serve the baseball team after they came up here to Lincoln the last time. So we've got good relationships with them already. So uh, maybe we'll have to get a McDermott in once in a while and who they'll be fine. No, I don't know. It'll be Who's, fine. It'll be fine. Okay. <laughs> Omaha's split up enough. You can take all three schools. You'll be fine. All right. Fair enough. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, Drake or Zach, anything, anything left for Nick? What do you, what do you got? We can get him out. I'm sure he's got to check on a smoker or 
I don't know. It, it's fun to watch. Some, and got some meat cooking for tomorrow. No, we uh, we're close uh, Sundays and Mondays, so I actually have nothing to worry about tonight. It's kind of nice. There you go. That's even better. Nick, thanks for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. This is fun. Yeah, appreciate it, Nick. Uh, awesome talking to you again, and uh, we'll have to do it again here soon. Sounds good. Anytime, guys. All right. Thanks, Nick. Take care. All right. Members of the congregation, let's raise our Kool-Aid filled glasses and drink to all the things that were, are, and forever will be Nebraska Cornhuskers. Go Big Red.